Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. back to the sports complex on a Tuesday afternoon. Another short one for you. We got Texas Rangers baseball taking over at 5:30. But until we get there, we got a little Astros talk. Uh the Cowboys, it is cut day in the NFL, so lots of players being cut, some trades being made, people trying to get rid of guys they don't want and keep figure out what they're keeping on their roster. Uh, a little bit of so a little bit of news from the NFL, and uh, we'll try and get to the rest of the Sark sound that I did not have time to get to yesterday because it was a short show. Uh, it'll be short, but uh, we'll try and get as much as we can to you today. So we thank you for joining us. Remember, if you want to follow me? You can follow me on social media at it's Patrick Davis at it's Patrick Davis, and you can uh, join the conversation on the Specs text line five one two three three seven three seven seven six is how you join the conversation there. I uh, notes. So if you want to come out and see uh, some of the guys live, we are coming back out. It is football season. We are getting excited. Football starts on Saturday. Cannot be. Cannot stress how excited we are here at the station. Uh, to, on tomorrow, I will be off all day because Rangers pregame starts at 5 p.m. tomorrow. So I will not be on there tomorrow. Starting Thursday, though, the E and Rod B, Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, will be up at Dogwood joining me from 5 to 7. So I'll be here in studio. They will be out at Dogwood, uh, I believe, at the Domain you can go join them. We'll be having a show, talking together, all three of us tomorrow on Thursday, 5 to 7. And then on Friday, I will be up at Round Rock Hyundai. And Aaron Hogan will be joining me out there for the show, getting you ready for Texas football and all the college football on Saturday. So Thursday, we'll get you ready for those Thursday games. I think there's Utah, Florida is going to be a big one. So we'll get you all ready for that uh, on Thursday and Friday. Some chances to come see us out and about and enjoy the show in a, in a Intimate setting, whether it's at the Dogwood or Round Rock Hyundai. All right, let's get into a little bit of new. I, I want to start off. We'll start off with baseball because they're going to be out at five thirty, so we'll, we'll get it out of the way, and then we'll talk football for a little bit, and then we'll get back to baseball five thirty. It is official. Michael Brantley is back on the Astros. It has happened. They have finally since I mean it's been rough, close to two years now since he is injured and wasn't able to be on the team. Basically missed all of last year. Uh, he is now back. He is now back on the Astros. He's Officially, I don't know if he's playing tonight. I assume he is going to be on the roster tonight since they activated him. Uh, Jolks goes back down to the minor leagues. Uh, But, yeah, uh, so big news for the Astros to see if they can add somebody uh, for this run here at the end of the season and see if they can take it to the next level. It's still the Mariners are now number one. Astros are tied for number two with the Rangers. But the Astros have played three more games than the Mariners, I believe, and two more than the Rangers. So there is a lot of baseball yet to be played. Uh, Altuve hit for the cycle last uh, last night, which was the first time in 10 years that happened. And if you're watching the Astros tonight, J.P. France on the mound, he got railed last time 
he was uh, in Boston and playing that game. They're playing the Red Sox again tonight. So hopefully he can wipe that from his memory where I believe he gave up 10 or 11 runs in like two and a third innings. Not a good outing for J.P. France. Hopefully he has a short memory and will be able to play like that. All right, NFL talk. Uh, First off, Cowboys. Cowboys do a couple. They have a couple big moves. Jabril Cox uh, was actually part of the cuts today. He was somebody that there was reports he was looking better and better. With Tamarvion Overshawn being out, you might have assumed they would have tried to keep more linebackers. Apparently, that is not the plan. They're going to be pretty weak on linebacker depth going into the season with the Overshawn injury and now with Jabril Cox being released. He just never quite could reach up to the potential. He's one of the guys that ends up getting the cut today. Uh, If he passes through waivers, they'll try and keep him on the practice squad. I assume he will, but you know he is one of those guys that he there's people feel there's still potential there, and he just has never reached it. So he may not make it through the uh, the waiver process. They also make a move for another disappointing draft pick of theirs. Kelvin Joseph uh, was traded for, and I'm going to try and get through this. Uh, Noah Igbion Henny, I think I think I've messed that up completely. But a cornerback out of Miami, basically swooping cornerbacks. Uh, we know Noah, Kelvin Joseph, boss man's fast with a number two uh, round two pick, and uh, Noah was a first round pick. Both guys not quite working out and up to the potential of the teams wanted. Switching them up. Also, Kelvin Joseph uh, is was put more in the slot, and Jordan Lewis was just brought back from the physically unable to perform list. So they expect Kel- uh, Jordan Lewis to be able to step back in that role. They have high hopes for him uh, to return to form, which would then mean that they do not need to uh, keep the Kelvin Joseph experiment open, get some more uh, outside uh, cornerback help instead of in the slot. So a trade there. Kelvin Joseph, one of the ones we joked about at the beginning of training camp that was the, oh, he's in great shape. He looks as good as he's ever looked. He's that guy. He's Oh, whenever you hear that about a guy who has failed to meet expectations for the last years, always seems to be on the trade block. Uh, sadly, Colt McCoy gets cut out in Arizona. Uh, I think this is part of the tanking scheme that Arizona seems to be going on right now. Uh, there's rumors that Kyler Murray could, like, they, there was, at the beginning of the offseason, there was reports that he could be back early in the season, like week two, week three. That's clearly not going to happen. They put him uh, on the physically unable to perform list. They may end up putting him on injury reserve and not letting him play at all. I don't know what they're going to end up doing with Kyler Murray. That's a huge question. That is tracking because if they do tank well enough to get the number one pick, you figure they're taking Caleb Williams. They also have the Texans' number one pick, or first round pick. So if you have those two picks, you may be able to get whoever you want, or Caleb Williams, or or, or Drake May, or if Quinn Ewers steps up in that role. But Colt McCoy, I believe, was a little bit too serviceable, and uh, too he he didn't make enough mistakes that you want to go with a Josh Dobbs or a Clayton. Too now Josh Dobbs did better than some of their Tennessee quarterbacks did last year, so. But neither one of them really knows a playbook. Going to lose some games early. But uh, I, I don't know if this is the end of the road for Colt McCoy. You know, I, I think that it will be probably for right now as everybody gets going. But if you see some injuries, he is definitely somebody that somebody that a team could really want a serviceable, not, you know, smart backup. And it would be great for Colt McCoy. And I know he, you know, learned the Cardinals offense. He had a place there. He was able to really, you know, ingrain himself in the culture there. But I think, you know. For, to finish out his career, if he wants to go try and find one more team, if he gets somebody with a decent O-line and just has to come in and basically hold over a team for two to three weeks while a quarterback's getting healthy, could be a great spot for Colt. Could be a great spot. Going over to the Texans. Houston Texans, uh, they make a couple – they made a trade today. They made a trade a couple days ago, both for offensive linemen. Today they traded for Kendrick Green from the Steelers. 
Uh, a couple days ago, they traded from Josh Jones, uh, an offensive lineman from the Cardinals. And it really seems that we know the Cardinals one was a tackle, and it was a bit more of uh, insurance. Tyus Howard had an injury at right tackle, so they're a little bit more worried about that. Uh, but more and more reports and more uh, you know, people looking at the highlights from the last game with Kenyon Green. And he has been dealing with some injuries, so that might be partly what the problem is. But it appears that the Texans are not as sold on uh, – this offensive line being completely built, yet they may need to put some other pieces into it. And Kenyon Green was somebody that they had high hopes for, but he is just not providing. And if you look at what C.J. Stroud and what he's when he looks really good and when he doesn't, he is not a quarterback that has looked really good at all on the move or improvising. But he looks really – he has a lot of potential as a drop-back in-the-pocket passer. And I, I think, you know, you can build the rest of your game and get more used to being able to make reads on the run and keeping your head up and looking downfield instead of just immediately breaking eye contact and when guys are chasing you. I, it's, it's a difficult part, and if you're only trying to fix one and he's really good at one and not good at the other, you may want to just try and push for that. Uh, it's unfortunate that that is where he's at right now, but that appears to be the place that the Texans realize they really need to get this old lineup to have any real shot to have C.J. Stroud play the way they want him to play. Uh, we know Will Anderson has looked good in all of his uh, early work, so that's something. Roy Lopez was cut, though, with the inside lineman, so there, there's a lot going on with that. The defensive run game, the defensive line, and the offensive line for the Cow, uh, for the Texans right now. A lot of worries of this is how you build a team. You want to build from inside out, and that was always kind of the Texans' way. You know, build, build O-line and D-line, and they just – They've been drafting a ton of offensive linemen. They draft. They trade up to get Will Anderson. They're clearly trying to still do it. However, <laughs> they are not doing it well enough, not being able to pick up the free agents, and seems to be a big worry for the, the Texans. So they're trying to add some other pieces. But now you have Ken, Kenyon Green and Kendrick Green. Uh, so a K Green will probably be in at that left guard position quite a bit for the Texans. Before we move on to the Longhorns and some Sark audio from yesterday, I want to tell you, Longhorn fans, about some of the best Longhorn apparel you can find. And you can find it at the University of Texas Co-op. I am ready to wear my shirt on Saturday. Uh, I, I'm glad I got one. I think I'm going to get some more because the, the, the designs are awesome. The look is awesome, and it feels great. The 40 Acres Collection offers exclusive and custom design apparel for the whole family. Limited edition, on-trend, fashion performance, luxury apparel. It's Waking SPF 50, Easy Care, and it's gear that gives back. 40 Acres made a financial commitment to the University Co-op Course Materials Scholarship, giving free course materials to Longhorn students. Every penny of profit from the co-op goes directly to Course Materials Scholarships, and the co-op thanks 40 Acres for expanding scholarships this academic year. So get on down to the University of Texas Co-op and get geared up. I'm telling you, I can't wait to wear mine. I know I'm going to get a bunch of compliments for it on Saturday watching the Rice game, so I can't wait to wear mine out there and uh, feel good and not sweat too much, and I'm a sweater, so it's nice to have something that uh, I can wear, and it'll it'll roll with me for the whole day, enjoying a nice hot 2.30 game. Uh, but get down to the Texas the University of Texas Co-op and get geared up with a new 2024 collection of 40 acres apparel. Hook up. All right. We played some audio for you yesterday from Sark and the press conference that he did yesterday. First game of the season. We're getting ready for Rice at 2.30. It is going to be a game that really there shouldn't be a lot of surprises in. You know, you want to be able to go out there and handle your business. There's more, the more, the biggest thing you're probably looking at of all this game is pre snap penalties and 
you know, just making sure everything looks smooth enough to be ready to go play next week. You're hoping this isn't a game where you have to worry about the defense having a glaring hole or the offense having a glaring hole or or Quinn Ewers. We all walk away and go, man, his footwork was worse than it was last year. You don't want to have any of that. You don't want to have a thing where it's where we all walk away and, well, they look good in the first half, but that second half play calling is still garbage. We don't want to have any of that. But this is – we're, we, we're trusting Sark right now. Coach Steven has not shown up during the offseason. I like what he's done. We like all the quotes. We like everything. So we want to start off with – he was Sark was asked yesterday about the urgency. Now that you can have the whole camp and you can get ready, is there now your final week of the preseason, basically, your final week before you play that first game? You're, you're in season mode now. Are you ready? And is what's the urgency? How are you ready to step up week one – even though you know this isn't the biggest game in the world, it is big. If you are trying to go undefeated, you got to start one and zero. Here's Sark about the urgency now that the season is starting. For sure, I think our guys are really excited. <laughs> you know, like I, I just got done talking to them. You know, as much as we're excited to play on Saturday, we need to be. We need to do a great job this week of being present today, and we need to focus on today. Saturday will come soon enough. We need to be present today, and we need to be taking in all the information today and then go out and try to do it tomorrow. And so um, we're, we're excited. You know, our guys have worked really hard, and so, you know, ultimately I want them to play really well. And so my job as a coach is to prepare them to play well uh, and them understanding, you know, Saturday's a few days from now. So let's, let's focus on where we're at. Let's be present today. And that's kind of the message that you have to put out through the whole game. Is, is we all know what's coming week two. There, it's fun. Week two is fun. The fact that Nick Saban's not releasing a press, a depth chart, and Sark doesn't really want to put out a depth chart, and no one wants to tell anybody any information to give the other team a, an advantage in week two, even though they're both playing games this week, you could tell there's a little bit. You can't say it yet. You don't want to say it yet, but everybody knows it's there. So the focus of staying and in, in practicing hard through this week, and then the focus when you get to the game. Focus of allowing yourself to go out there and have the confidence you need to have rolling into week two, that you don't have mental lapses and have a bunch of penalties and put yourself in bad situations. Put yourself in situations where you allow the quarterback to take a hit because it's a third and 20 because there was two penalties on you. Or a third and 25 because you had a pre-snap penalty and a hold and they pushed you back and it's third and 25. And now the they, you know Quinn Ewers sits back there and he takes a hit and we're, we're taking hits on quarterbacks too early in the season or you know your running backs are just not getting clean looks out of the backfield all the things that you can kind of prevent or your defenders are uh you know you're not getting full tackles so you're having to fall on guys and you're rolling up on guys all those things that you need to be able to work on that's all the focus and during practice this week you have to get there but in the game you need to be focused the entire game even if you're up you know 45 to 3 you need to be focused because we know with no depth charts released really for – we know Saban's not releasing one, and I don't know if Sark is going to put one out that's real or if he's going to put one out that, you know, he's put out a too deep kind of thing. But, you know, every every position is still moving because no one wants to show their hand before week two. But we do know that the mood in the locker room is good right now. The team is feeling good. People are – excited for the season, and this feels like a team that believes in a different way. And when you talk about the 
that not having depth charts. And you talk about the kind of mind games that Sark and Saban are kind of having back and forth right now. It's a different look than last year where it was, you know, the conversation was much more can Texas not get blown out as opposed to what it is this year, which is Texas has a real shot to win the game. And is can Texas surprise some people? That's a different, that's a completely different look at this team in this game from last year. And I think the players are knowing it. The players feel like everyone's a bit more there. Last year, Quinn Ewers, there was a lot of potential and hope, but I don't know if they felt that that was the guy because it was still Bijan's team. It was still Roshan's team. Now it feels much more like that. We'll play some clips about the leadership level that some of these guys have stepped up to. But here's Sark when he was asked about the vibe in the locker room and and what is the feeling right now of, of how this team feels going into week one. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I love football. This is the best time of the year, man. I mean, the the, the fall is awesome. I mean, it's it's football. You know, it's football time of the year. And I, I'm not the biggest fan of July sports. You know, I mean, I can only watch so much golf on a Sunday afternoon. There's just not as much going on. So now that it's football season, I love that. Like, I'm a, I'm a fan of football. I'm a fan of college football. I'm a fan of high school football. I'm a fan of the NFL We've got coaches on the team. Their sons are playing little league ball. Like that, that it's this time of year. So that that part always kind of perks me up. Um, but I like the like this team is fun to be around, and I think they've gotten to a point where they've really gotten to learn me and know me beyond just being Coach Sark, but kind of who I am. Uh, in turn, I've learned a lot about them. Like I said, this summer I've been really connected to them, so I've been around them probably more than I ever have the last two seasons. Um, and I think this team generally understands, like, when we practice, we're going to work, but we can work and have fun. Like, this is called a game for a reason, and, you know, we shouldn't have to work football. It takes a lot of hard work, but at the end of the day, at 2.30 on Saturday, we're going to play. And we're going to play better because of the hard work that we've put in, and, and I, don't, I don't question the work ethic of our team. You know, they, they've worked hard all offseason long. Uh, now we need to prepare really well this week from the intricacies, from a game plan perspective. Um, but this is why we do all that we do. You know, this is why they do 6 a.m. winter workouts in there. Uh, this is why they do the summer runs in, in 100 and whatever degree temperature. This is why we do training camp is for 12 Saturdays in the fall to hopefully earn the right to play more games after that. And so hopefully we, we embrace this moment and enjoy it um, because this is, this is what all the hard work's for. And that's the vibe you want to have to be a successful team is being able to enjoy games at a level where you're, can be, you can be loose enough to let your natural instincts go forward. Once you get too caught up in it and once you're worried about, I don't want to mess up my footwork because when I mess up my footwork, I'm going to get yelled at. And now you're not making the right reads downfield and it can mess up one step to the next step to the next step. Now, the whole offseason has been about ingraining in their head the right tendencies, the right focus, the right work ethic. All of those things are supposed to be ingrained in your head to help make you that person so that when you do get on the field, all that stuff comes instinctual, but you can go out there and now have fun because that is part of what you do. And I think that keeping a defense, the, the same game plan basically, and the same coaching staff for three seasons for some of these guys that are now in year two or year three – where there is a comfort level where this can be a lot more fun come Saturday that you don't have to worry quite as much as you used to have to worry of all the, you know, butt chewing you were going to get 
when you came back to the bench. Now it can be a little bit more fun to go out there and go have a good game, and then you can get into fixing the little stuff over the week and try and come back better every week. But you love to see a team that is excited to go out there and not worried about trying to make sure every little thing is right, but being loose and being present in the moment to go have a really good game. And it's going to be a big year because of the expectations for Texas, because we know that, you know, the big 12 doesn't want Texas to win it, even though they should, because it'll give them more TV time and everything. I get the, I get the argument, but they don't want to win. They know that people are starting to pick them again. They have to embrace what this season comes. Here's Sark talking about embracing the expectations and everything that comes with being a Texas Longhorn this season. Well, um, you know, I, I enjoy it. We all, you know, we all want to be on good teams. You know, I think that's, that's the nature of being a competitor, and that's the nature of sport. Um, and I, I, I credit our staff, uh, and not just our full-time coaches, but our recruiting staff, uh, our strength and conditioning staff, our training room staff, our administration. Everybody's put in a lot of hard work just to get us to this point. And we're not a finished product yet. Um, but it is enjoyable to know that, man, that, that group of guys that I get to coach every day, those are my guys. You know, I, I de- it definitely feels that way, and they respond that way. And um, I do think we're pretty good. You know, we'll find out come December how good we are, but I, I think we're pretty good. Now, now we need to go play like it. And that's what it is to be on a good team. You have to, there's a bit of humility, but you have to know you're good. And it's going to be fun, but you have to embrace it. You have to go in there and embrace it. Uh, a couple more quips before we got to get out of here. We'll be out of here early, uh, giving you over to the Rangers at 530 for pregame. Uh, one of the things they talked about in this press conference was having Quinn be able to be on this team now that instead of having a, a, de- a battle, a quarterback one battle, and not being able to know that, what it was different of having Quinn be the starter all offseason where you could work on other things. Here's Sark at the press conference yesterday. Yeah, and you know, I think that um, for Quinn, obviously there's a sense of confidence for him, right? That's just natural. That's human nature. But I think it's allowed me to coach him differently um, to a, you know, where he's feeling like when I'm coaching him, it's coaching him to be the best that he can be and not feel like sometimes that I'm pointing things out that he's doing wrong and why is he thinking I'm doing something wrong and maybe can get defensive. That's anybody. That's human nature. Um, when in reality, the whole time we're always coaching everybody to, to try to be the best that they can be and, and, and do it right. And so, But I do think there's a level of confidence. I think Quinn and I have gotten to a really cool space um, of, of communication and understanding. Um, I'm able to talk to him about you know, little the, the minutia in plays and, and in defenses and things going on, and he's worked at it. And I think that he's earned that he's earned those conversations, and in the end, he's applying them. And and I think as an offense and as a team, we're reaping the benefits of that. So having Quinn, and this is what we just talked about, if being able to be confident in yourself, having fun out on the field, and not worried constantly about every little step you take. And for Quinn Ewers to now know that he can go out there and go try and play football and do what he did when he was, you know, the number one recruit in the country, try and go back to being that guy, then somebody who didn't play at Ohio State, who came in with monumental expectations, played about a quarter really good against Alabama, and everything went downhill from there. And it just kind of seemed like it piled up last season. Now to be able to have him, get him a confidence level that he did not have before, it is seeming to put Quinn in a different spot, which then helps put the rest of the team 
into a different spot because Quinn can now be the leader that he needs to be. And this team can feel that they are their quarterback, the position that we just saw with Notre Dame, Sam Hartman, a world of difference there at Notre Dame, that there's more confidence in that than it means, okay, well, if they're, if we're handling our business on that end, then the defense can play better and everybody can play better. And so Sark just talked about what it was with, you know, for Quinn without the quarterback battle, but what it means for the rest of the team without the quarterback battle. Here's Sark. Um, you know, I mean, ultimately, you know, th- this training camp, probably more so than ever, I really focused on the entirety of the team. You know, in year one, we were trying to install an offensive system at the same time, too. Year two, I was trying to figure out who was going to be the starter. This year, having knowing that what Quinn was going to be and knowing we'd have a battle there at the, at the backup spot, you know, Coach Milwee, Coach Flood, that group was able to take a little bit more of the reins there, and I was really able to, you know, stay connected to the defensive side of the ball and on special teams, and uh, that that's just really a carryover from the summer because that's kind of how the summer went for me. And that's what you want to see this season. You want to see this team take a real big next step. And with Sark actually defending his coaches, and it's it's a rare thing that most of the time, you know, if you know after that first season, he may throw somebody under the bus, and and he may have to throw somebody else under the bus the next year and next year and whatever it is. He's been able to keep this this roster together. I I can't wait to see what he can do this this season can't see what he can wait to do with rice it's going to be a fun game this saturday we're off tomorrow we're giving you up to the rangers here at 5 30 we're off tomorrow but on thursday you can check out aaron hogan rob babers out at the dogwood they'll be joining me on the show i'll be in studio they will be out on friday i will be out with aaron hogan at round rock hyundai all the information will be up on the website come out and say hey to us come back listen to us on thursday full show thursday almost a full show friday before we give you vandergrift football but all that coming up Uh, on the Sports Complex. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you again on Thursday. Until then, be kind to others, keep yourself safe, keep your underwear clean, and we will see you Thursday right back here on the Sports Complex on the Horn.